0: effective living with reverend Henry hubert may you be blessed as you listen now the message shall we pray father in the name of jesus i commit every listener every hearing ear into your hands that you O god will open our understanding today speak to us through your word and let us not go back home the same I arrest every power of darkness in this atmosphere. I arrest every demonic hindrance to your blessings for us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. We've been looking at a subject that I titled, Success is Your Birthright. Somebody says Success is my birthright. Oh, I can't hear you. Amen. And we have defined success as discovering God's purpose for your life and what? Fulfilling it. Success is discovering God's purpose for your life and fulfilling it. Joshua 1 verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate upon it day and night. And you shall observe to do all that is written in it. for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. If you are a good member of this church, you should be able to quote this scripture off head by now. Even if you don't know any other scripture the rest of your life, this one you should know it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because God wants you to have good success. Somebody say good success. All right, good success is only the privilege of children of God. Amen. It's only the privilege of children of God. But to have good success, the Bible says that you have to follow a specific direction. God's word is full of principles that you have to discover. And when you discover these principles, you apply them in your life. We said that for principles to work for you, you need to have the right attitudes, which we have finished studying. The whole of this month, we are looking at a topic that I titled Seven Power Principles of Success. Praise God. I like the number seven, so I try my best to make sure I limit myself to seven. Praise God. Seven Power Principles of Success. What are the seven power principles of success? Number one have a vision number two get knowledge number three get wisdom number four divine direction number five personal management number six power relationships number seven diligence we will be looking at these seven principles hallelujah so today let's start with vision everybody say vision Right. The number one principle to success, in my estimation, is vision. Everybody say vision. What is vision? Vision is a clear mental picture of your future. A clear mental picture of your future. Vision is also defined as seeing the picture. Of what God wants you to become in the future. God created man to be able to function well by the principle of vision. God wants his children to see what he wants to do through them and for them. He wants them to see it before it happens. Somebody says see it before it happens. Vision simply means seeing your future before it happens. That means every child of God here under the sound of my voice, I don't know what you go through, I don't know what you've experienced in life, I don't know who you are and what you are, there is a future for you. I didn't hear amen. Amen. There is a future for you. Somebody say, I have a future. Now, future means different from today. If it's the same as today, it's not a future. Future has nothing to do with time. It has to do with condition. Hello. So when God says he has a future for you, it means that there is another face of your life. That is different from how it is now. Somebody say amen. So vision is God showing you whom he wants you to become. When you come to God, God wants you to know he wants you to become somebody. Somebody say somebody. He wants you to become somebody different from the present you. You have a future different, better, greater than who you are now. That is why no human being is born an adult. None of you here is born the way you are now. We are all born as tiny little babies crying, helpless but in that tiny little baby, God saw you the way you are now. But he didn't only see the way you are now. He sees how you are going to become also. So vision is seeing yourself the way God sees you. You see, when God looks at you now, he's not looking at what you are going through today. He's not looking at your situation now. When God sees you now, he sees everything up to the end. So when you have a vision It changes you because it makes you see yourself different from the way people see you. Because people see your present. You see your future. Because if all you see about yourself is your present, you will not behave well. You will behave timid, confused, worried, defeated, despised. If you see anybody who despises himself, it's because he doesn't have a vision. He can't see beyond now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God always wants to show his children their future. We talk about discovering God's purpose for your life. How many of you remember? How many of you remember? You see, some of you forgot already. Now, by this time, every member of this church, you should know how to discover God's purpose for your life. Because you need that. It is good to discover God's purpose for your life. But beyond that, vision helps you to, to get the clear picture of that purpose. Amen. Let me give you an example. We know that the land that we bought for the church, we want to build an auditorium. Hello? So all I try to do is to help everybody see we're going to build an auditorium. It will be ultra-modern. It will be very nice. It will be good. It will be that. How many of you can visualize what I'm saying? But when I put the auditorium design on the screen, or I print it on a paper for you, you are able to see more clear, clearer, like you, it is on the screen now. You're able to see, what this is what pastor is talking about. Does it make it clearer for you? Alright, that, that is why God gives us vision. When God says, Pastor Hubert, I want you to be a great man of God. Question is, how great? What does he really mean to be a man of God or a pastor? Alright? Are you here? Or he comes to you and says, brother, I want you to be a great business person. Is, that, is not, that does not give you enough clarity. So what he does is he shows you a picture. That this is the kind of businessman I want you to become. This is the kind of pastor I want you to become. This is the kind of lawyer I want you to become. This is the kind of company I want you to have. So he will show you the picture of the company. How great it is. And when you see that. It makes it easy for you to believe in your future. Seeing enhances our belief, our faith. Hallelujah. So vision is very important. The Bible said in Proverbs 18, 21, it said, where there is no vision, people perish. People are not able to, to handle the future more effectively. Where there is no vision, the people perish. The NIV says, when there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. That means that they are not able to discipline themselves properly because they don't even know why they should. Vision gives you the reason why you should do things, you should make sacrifices and pay the price and do certain things. You see, if you have a picture of the company God wants you to have, it will not be difficult for you to make sacrifices today. Amen. You make sacrifices today. You may stay. You may deprive of yourself of certain pleasures and privileges today. You may deprive yourself of certain comfort today. But you know you've seen something that you are working towards. So vision gives you a sense of purpose, mission. You know, all through the Bible, you will see God always helping people to see their future before it happens. In the book of Genesis chapter 37, verse 9 to 11, Joseph had a dream. Hallelujah. And in the dream, God showed him his future. Why? Because God wanted him to know, this is the plan I have for your life. This is where you are going. Because the the future that God has for every one of us is far different from the present. The future that God has for every one of, of us is different than the present. So if God doesn't show you the future, you cannot even look up to it. You will spend the rest of your life in the present and manage yourself within the present and never enter the future. So God showed Joseph, this is what I want you to become. The Bible said he saw that his brothers were going to bow to him. In other words, he was going to become greater than his brothers. Then the next time he saw that he was not only greater than his brothers, he had become a very great and prominent person. In the whole world, he said he saw the sun, the moon, and the stars bowing to him. That means international personality because the sun has influenced every part, everywhere in the world, everywhere on on the planet earth. You will see the sun hallelujah! So Joseph had a dream, and did it come to pass or not? Yes, it came to pass, it came to pass because it comes from God. Now, in Genesis chapter 15, you will also see. God showing Abraham a vision. What happened? The Bible said God was talking with Abraham. And Abraham had doubts about the promises of God. Abraham said, I don't have a child. And he said, I should call myself Abraham, father of nations. <laughs> I don't have a child. And I'm calling myself father of nations. That is how God works. Hallelujah. But do you know what made Abraham to be able to withstand the irony with the reality? God did something for him one night. The Bible said, God brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars. Count the stars. If you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Do you know what God was doing for Abraham? God will give Abraham a vision. The stars. The next verse, and he believed in the Lord. You see the thing? When God gave him a vision, immediately, Abraham did what? He believed. And God called him righteous. Because he believed. Abraham was a righteous man just because he believed what he saw. So every night Abraham comes out, he sees the stars, he remembers the promise of God. Vision enhances your faith in your future. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the difference between vision and ambition. What's the difference between vision and ambition? Vision comes from God. Ambition is self motivated, ambition is focused towards satisfying your personal interest. Okay? So ambition does not come from God. So ambition glorifies you vision glorifies god are you with me vision glorifies god ambition glorifies yourself god never backs ambition he backs only vision if you have an ambition you may have to carry it out by yourself that is why people who are ambitious they always hate other people because they have a goal they want to achieve for themselves Whether people get hurt through him achieving that ambition or not, he doesn't care. All he wants to do is achieve something for himself. Ambitious people think about what they can achieve for themselves. It originates from selfish interests. Vision thinks about what God has originally designed for you to become. Amen. Because One thing that Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10 will show you is that your whole life was concluded before you were born. Everybody got that? Somebody say, my life has been perfectly designed by God long before I was born. Say, my life is not an accident. My life is a perfect design. Designed by a perfect God long before I was born. Isaiah 46, verse 9, 10. It says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Verse 10. Declaring the end from what? The beginning. And from ancient time, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. Now, when we look at verse 9, God said, think about this. There is no God like me. Now, what makes God different from any other God? Because he's the only God who can tell you your end from the beginning. Do you know why he's the only one who can do that? Because he's the one who created you. (laughs) He created you and he knows what he created you to do and to become. Hello? Let me say that again. God knows exactly what he created you to do and and to become. So, if you go to him and say, Lord, why was I born? He can tell you. What do you want me to become? He can show you. So, That is the difference between vision and mission. Everybody say vision. Vision. I can't hear you say vision. Vision. Most of you, Easter holiday is still in your blood. Hallelujah. Somebody say vision Vision. and mission. mission. (laughs) Your mission is what you were born to do. Your vision is what you were born to become. Mission has to do with doing something vision has to do with becoming some somebody verse 10 he said i declare the end from the beginning the end from the beginning so he knows your end hello so vision is receiving from god what he has already finished concerning your life receiving the picture very important he says and from ancient times, the are things that are, that are not yet done. So vision has to do with something that has not yet happened. That means it doesn't matter what has happened in your life yet. There is still something about you that is yet to happen. Amen. That is why people have a vision. They are never complacent because they always know there's something next to do. People have a vision. They don't mess up no matter how great they become because vision has to do with something that has not yet happened happened. Yeah. Saying what? My counsel. So vision is a revelation of God's counsel. You know what's a counsel? Executive decision. It's too late. He's not changing his mind about you. He's already made up his mind long before he created you. My counsel shall what? Stand. If you see what he wants you to become, nothing can stop you from becoming it. That is why Joseph did not die. That is why Joseph, nothing stopped him. Can you imagine how much challenge he went through? But he could not be stopped. Because he saw the thing. And because he saw it, it had to come to pass. Amen. My counsel shall stand and I will do. So vision is not about what you can do. Praise God. I said praise God. Vision is not about what you can do. Vision is not writing down what you think you can do by the time you are 80 years. No. (laughs) Vision is what God wants to do in your life. One way you can tell a vision is that it is always doubted. If you tell your vision to somebody and the person believed it the first time he heard it, Chances are it's not a vision. Vision is what makes people look at you and think you are crazy. You know why they think you are crazy? Because they look at your ability. But God is not talking about your ability. He's talking about His ability. Hallelujah. So when God shows you His vision, He's not showing you what you can do. He shows you what he can do in your life if you trust him, if you walk with him, if you depend on him. What he can do in your lifetime. And it's very important. It is that which gives you the direction for your life. Without a vision, you started on the wrong foot. Without a vision, you are heading the wrong direction. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible makes us understand that. One of the things the Holy Spirit does in our lives is to help us receive visions from God. Amen. In Joel 2.28, let's read Joel 2.28. He says, It shall come to pass in the last days that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Amen. Amen. Are we learning something today? So, the reason why the Holy Spirit is with us today, especially with a New Testament believer, my understanding of this scripture is that this scripture is talking about the New Testament believer. We can see this when we go to Acts chapter 2. Now, Joel was in the Old Testament and was prophesying about the New Testament. Do you know why I can tell you that? Because in the Old Testament, only the prophets had the Holy Spirit on them. Hello? That is why in the Old Testament, for you to know the mind of God, you need to go to a prophet. Because they are the only ones who had the Holy Spirit on them. In the New Testament, for you to know the mind of God, you go to the Holy Spirit because you have the Holy Spirit. You don't go to a prophet to tell you the mind of God. You see the difference? In the New Testament, every believer is supposed to have the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, When I go, I will send you another comforter who will be with you forever. He will guide you into all truths, he will teach you all things, give you understanding. He said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what the sons of God. One of the ways the Holy Spirit leads you is to first reveal to you. So, this prophecy in Joel was actually referring to the New Testament believer who will receive visions about their future. The first one, he said, your sons and daughters will prophesy. What does it mean to prophesy? Speak the mind of God accurately. Speak the mind of God with precision. So when you have the Holy Spirit, you can prophesy over your life. How many of you know it's possible? Yeah. Just take the word of God, speak it, I do that every day. I confess the word of God over my life. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Because I know weapons are coming against me anyway. So you need to prophesy over yourself. I'm not waiting for any prophet to come prophesy against me. Hallelujah. You prophesy. You speak the word of God over your life. Consistently. Consistently. You are prophesying over your life. Prophesying over your future. Prophesying over your dreams and goals. Prophesying over your marriage. Your finances. You can prophesy. Amen. Now, he said, your old men shall dream dreams. Everybody say dreams. Dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Both dreams and visions are pictures. Hello? Pictures of the future. Now, these dreams and visions is not referring to me standing in a service and seeing somebody having a problem. Or God showing me that somebody is going to maybe have an accident, so I should pray against it and all that. It's also a vision. So there are different kinds of vision. So I want to clarify what kind of vision I am talking about relating to success. Hello? Ability to see somebody's problem and pray for it is only reserved for people with a special gift. If you don't have that gift, you can't know it. And it doesn't mean you are bad. And the person who saw The vision, it doesn't mean he's better than you. It's a gift of the spirit. Hello? And God gives it to people, to you to serve people. Amen. But when it comes to vision, as it relates to personal success, we are talking about God giving you pictures. Now, these pictures can come in different forms. It can come to you in a form of a persistent imagination. Persistent imagination. There are pictures that stick to your mind. You you, you brush it off but it comes. And it has to do with your future. There are things you keep seeing about your, your future all the time. Deep within you. When you look within yourself because vision is within you. You don't find a vision by running around. You find your vision by looking within you because do you know where the Holy Spirit is now? He's within you. So he shows you the vision from you within. Yeah, it could come in the form of persistent imaginations, persistent pictures. But it can also come to you in the form of a real dream. You could sleep and see something. It can also come to you in the form of a real vision. Where maybe in your prayer time, God decides to show you something. But it doesn't mean that all people who have the Holy Spirit, receive a vision only through dreams and special visions. No. Some people have received visions by persistent imaginations of pictures that they know they did not conceive by themselves. You did not manufacture it. It keeps coming to you. Hallelujah. One thing about the Holy Spirit is that if he's giving you a vision, you will see it. It doesn't matter which way it comes. Amen. Let's look at the importance of a vision. Let's look quickly at the importance of vision. I've said many of it, so let me just rush through. The first thing is that vision gives you a sense of direction from God. I've talked about that already. It helps you to focus. If you don't have a vision, you don't know what you should not do. So things that you should not do, you can still be doing it because you don't have focus. You waste your energy on things that are not important. Focus. Hello? We all can not do everything. Nobody became great doing everything. People who do everything, you know how we call them? We call them jack of all trades. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Vision helps you to know this is what my life is about. And the temptation will come for you to divert your attention to do many other things. But vision will help you know this is it. This is where I'm going. It helps you to know who not to to work with. (laughs) Not because they are bad. But they are not going your direction. It helps you to know what you shouldn't do. Which books you shouldn't read. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Let's look at the importance of a vision. Let's look quickly at the importance of vision. I've said many of it, so let me just rush through. The first thing is that vision gives you a sense of direction from God. I've talked about that already. It helps you to focus. If you don't have a vision, you don't know what you should not do. So things that you should not do, you can still be doing it because you don't have focus. You waste your energy on things that are not important. Focus. Hello? We all can't do everything. Nobody became great doing everything. People who do everything, you know how we call them? We call them jack of all trades. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. Vision helps you to know this is what my life is about. And the temptation will come for you to divert your attention to do many other things, but vision will help you know this is it. This is where I'm going. It helps you to know who not to, not to work with. <laughs> not because they are bad, but they are not going your direction. It helps you to know what you shouldn't do, which books you shouldn't read. <laughs> Praise God. One of the things I try not to do now is to force people to read the kind of books I'm reading. I realize that I try to encourage people, this book is very good. And I, and I realize that their interest is not there. <laughs> Amen. You can tell somebody's passion by the books you see him read all the time. And if you see somebody who doesn't read, doesn't have a passion yet. (laughs) Vision gives you focus. Everybody say focus. 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 Some businesses, you know, some people, you meet them, every year they have something new. (laughs) Because every year, they're coming out with a new idea. And most of the ideas is contrary to what he told you last year that God told him to do. And what makes it more dangerous? They, say they tell you God told him to do. That means stay away. Don't interfere. Vision gives you focus. When you, one way you can tell somebody has a vision, you can, you can see consistency in what he's doing. It helps you to set the right priorities. It helps you to evaluate progress. Hello? Yeah. Vision helps you to evaluate progress. If you see a company of 10,000 employees, you won't get 100 employees and become complacent and start misbehaving. You don't evaluate your program by comparing yourself with other colleagues. Oh, by God's grace, I'm doing fine. You know, my church is 350 adults. And uh, I have a friend whose church is 50. It means I'm doing well. That is wrong evaluation. Amen. But when you see God showed you a thousand, you can't have 300 and start fooling around. Vision helps you evaluate yourself well. Well. It helps you to evaluate yourself. Because sometimes people gives you wrong evaluation of yourself. Gives you a proper perspective of yourself. It helps you see yourself better than the way you see. Everybody sees your present. God sees your future. Amen. Amen. Now, People despise you. God does not despise you. So vision helps you not to despise yourself. Because God shows you, look beyond now. Look into the future. I may be broke today, but you are a millionaire in the future. So you don't despise yourself. You see, so when you see somebody broke, very confident, what is making him that vision? He saw his future, so he said, I won't beg. He saw his future, he said, I won't despise myself. I won't let rich people intimidate me or despise me. You carry yourself with sense of dignity and purpose. You believe in only a single room, but you have a lot of respect for yourself. You don't go rent three-bedroom house When you don't have the money to pay. Just because you want to impress people. If you have a vision, you will never force to impress people. You will tell people, give me time. Clap for Jesus. Yeah. You say, I am here in the singing room by you. Give me time. Thank God for your three-bedroom But give me time. That is vision. That is vision. You see your future and so you are not in a rush. And you know it's God who is going to make it happen. If you don't have a vision... You have the wrong perspective. Next one. Vision gives you hope. Brings provision. God will only provide for his vision. Amen. Yeah, God will only provide for his vision. So anytime you you set something to do by yourself, you have to provide it by yourself. If God says do something, you won't go begging people to help you. Do it. You know what happens if God says do something, he touches people to come and say, what can I do to support? What can I do to support? That means God is the one behind it. So vision brings provision. Don't force yourself to do things God didn't tell you to do. Amen. And listen to me, don't let anybody force you to help him do things that you are not sure is of God. Never do that. So I realized what people like doing is they go try, manufacture their own issue, and then they want to burden you with it. I've seen pastors start churches, God didn't tell them to start. And you know what they do to people? They depress the people, oppress the people. There may be moments of difficulty. I am not underestimating that. But in the midst of the difficulty, you have hope and conviction that this is temporary. That it is temporary. That God is going to come through. Yeah. Vision brings provision. It moves you from the past into the future. If you see somebody who doesn't have a vision, he's always living in the past. Always talking about the good old days. Talking about people who hurt him in the past. One way you can... The devil wants to keep you in your past. God wants to move into the future. Your future is better than your past. Amen? Yeah. So if you have a vision from God, it moves you into the future. It makes you future-oriented, future-minded, generational in your thinking. It always makes you think forward, think far. You do things for tomorrow, not for today. People have a vision, they live for tomorrow. They live for tomorrow. Okay, so let's look at... How do you evaluate a vision, whether it's from God or not? Characteristics of a godly vision. Number one, it's clear and specific. A vision that comes from God is clear, specific. It's not beating around a bush. If you are not sure what you are about, go pray again. It may probably not be coming from God. Clear and specific. It's unachievable by human effort. That's what I said. People should be able to say you are not serious, you are not thinking well. Hallelujah. Yeah. A vision that comes from God is unachievable by human effort. Next one. It has a specific time of appointment. Visions that come from God are subject to time. Divine times and seasons. Hello? That is why sometimes you can Tell people your vision, but immediately you may not see things happening how you saw it. Hello? But that doesn't mean you should be discouraged. You may see a great multi-million dollar business company, and yet today you are just hiding the corner. Things are not going well, but it's subject to time. Amen. And at each phase of The vision, there is something God wants you to be doing as you focus towards the future. Visions that come from God are subject to time. Amen. It begins small and can be easily despised. Visions that come from God are great, but they begin small. The Bible says that though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. Anybody who doesn't believe in starting small can never fulfill a godly vision. If you have a real vision from God, you are not afraid to start small. Because God will always start it small. The next one. It agrees with God's word. Very important. If the vision is coming from God, it must agree with God's word. God will never contradict his word. Amen? Amen. It is not for selfish personal satisfaction. The next one, it inspires people with enthusiasm and passion. That's what I like most about vision. Vision has drive. A vision keeps you alive in the face of death. A vision gives you passion in the face of all discouragement. If you have a vision, you don't need encouragement from anybody. Because sometimes you never get it from anybody. If you see somebody who has a vision, he's never discouraged by circumstances. Vision has a way of injecting passion in you to do what nobody is going to push you to do. That is what vision does. Vision is always faced with opposition, it's always faced with discouragement. When Joseph had his dream, who, who encouraged him? Nobody. When Joseph had his dream, his brothers hated him. His father rebuked him. His mother was not there. Hallelujah. That is it. But he believed his his dream so much. He kept talking about it to his brothers. They were angry, but he kept talking about it. Because he believed what he saw. You can tell whether somebody has a vision by looking at his passion. Visionaries are self-motivated people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, self motivated people they drive themselves. Passion, 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 passion. Because listen to me, if you read the stories of all great people, it's not an easy road. Amen. All right, let's close by looking at how to receive a vision from God. Everybody say, vision, right. How do you receive a vision from God? Number one, be filled with the Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you qualify to receive a vision from God. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is not only there to help you speak in tongues, shake under the power. The Holy Spirit, one of His work is to show you pictures of your future. How God wants you to become. Who, what kind of person does He want you to become? very important, so be filled with the spirit the second one, develop a close relationship with God the closer you are to God the more, the more things he shows you about your future I have realized that there are certain important things about your life, God will never show it to you when you are busy, he shows it to you when you have time quality time with him I can show you many people in the Bible Moses was very busy in Egypt for 40 years, God never showed him anything. Problem drove him out from, from being busy into taking care of sheep in the bush, in the desert. Alone, God appeared to him. Develop a close relationship with God. Now let me say this. Sometimes if you get too busy, you don't have time for God and God wants to talk to you by all means. One way he can do he can put impediments in your way. If your work is making you not have time for him, he can take that work out of your way. So be careful. Turn to the man and tell him, be careful. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. If your wife is making you not have time for God, be careful. God will clear your wife. Clear is... Only God can explain that. It's not me. (laughs) If your children are making you not have time for God, be careful. One day God came to Abraham and God said, Abraham, since you had Isaac, you have not been having time for me because this Isaac has become God. So I'm going to teach you a lesson. Take Isaac whom you love, go and sacrifice him for me. Praise God. (laughs) Praise God. Yeah. You know, when they returned from the mountain, Abraham came back with Isaac, but Abraham made sure Isaac was no more an issue. (laughs) Develop a close relationship with God. Stop giving excuses. Spend quality time with God daily. I've talked about that already. right? The next one. Ask God to show you the great future he has for you. I like the scripture in Jeremiah 33 verse 3. It says what? Call unto me and I will answer and I will what? I will show you. Great. Give me Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me. I think we'll close with this scripture. Call unto me and I will answer and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So from time to time, you need to ask God. Amen. In the quality time that you have with God. Listen to me. I am convinced about what I'm saying. That there are things about your life God will never show you when you are busy going up and down. He will never. In my personal life, I've realized that there are very important things God spoke to me only when I had time alone with him. That is why personal retreats are important. The unbelievers know the secrets. There are times they disappear. They have places they go. The believer doesn't doesn't believe in that. The unbeliever knows times and seasons when they have to go visit the baba at the shrine to re-energize their power base. They go spend time, review their ritual instructions and directions to consult things for them, to see if everything is fine, everything is going well. To see if there's any new directions that need to be employed. And most of you are in business, you are competing with these people. They have time. There are courtes that wake up every midnight. recite charms and then they go back to sleep i say, pray in the night you won't why god is in control praise god (laughs) yeah but let me tell you when i'm teaching on personal management i'm going to ask you a question i don't want to ask now but you will realize that we don't even know what is our real priority let me ask you the question now if the doctor Tells you tomorrow at the hospital, you have only six months to leave. What will you do with that six months? <laughs> Talk to me. Will you come to church more? Will you have more time spend more time with God? Will you spend more time with your wife and children? No? You have only six months to live. Will you spend more time with your wife? I will. Hey, I will. Will you spend more time with your children? Yes. You look at the children, only six months to go. Will you spend more time with your children? Will you spend quality time with your friends? No? I will. You have only six months to live. So, what is your real priority? <laughs> but, but do you know we have little time for God? little time for our wives, little time for our children, and we have more time for work because we want money, money, money. Do you think money is a priority? No. No. Relationship is the number one priority. Clap for Jesus. (laughs) And that is the importance of personal management. But I'm bringing it now because I'm talking about the place of personal retreats. Look, if something is a priority to, for you, make time for it. Put everything aside once a while and have time with God alone and say, Lord, I'm here. Is there anything more you want to talk to me about? That is the time you also put your own issues before him. Lord, you know, you know most of the time, the only time we do this thing is when we have problems. That's why you keep allowing the problems to come. Because you know, some of you, if you don't have problems, you will never come to him. So once a while he allowed, is the angels, I mean, leave him for a while. Leave him for a while. The devil knocks you here and there. Then you come around. Say, Lord, I have this problem. I need your help. And then you start fasting. Without pastor asking you to start fasting. You start doing all night. Pastor didn't ask you because of problem. But listen to me. You need to come to the place where you don't need to have problem to spend quality time with God. Amen. And when you do that, he he shows you more about your life. He shows you more about your life. Quality time with God. Amen. Let's finish up how to receive a vision from God. Are you learning something today? Right. Ask God to show you great the great future He has for you. We've talked about that. Number one, talk to God constantly about every area of your life: your marriage, your children, your business your career your every area of your life you need to talk to god about it amen because he 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 responds to what you talk to him about amen all right let's close with how to pursue your vision when you receive a vision how do you pursue it number one write your vision everybody say write your vision a vision is clear and specific. That means you can you should be able to write it. By the end of this month, I'm trusting God. I'll bring everybody to that place of writing down your vision. Because I'll, I'll talk to you about a research that was conducted um, when I teach on personal management, the difference between people who write down their vision and those who don't. In fact, Bible even said we should write it. So it's not even a research in a university that is telling us. Habakkuk 2, verse 2, he said, Write your vision. Is you will write down your vision in one sentence. Amen. Every company that is doing well today, you can see they have a vision written down, they have a mission statement written down. It's not by accident, it's from a Bible principle which was borrowed there. Unfortunately, many Christians are not doing it. Many Christian businessmen have nothing written down. And yet they believe it will grow big. Hello? Hello? Write your vision. You tell him, write your vision. Mm-hmm. Writing your vision helps you to become very consistent. If you ask me now what my vision is, I can tell you. Because it's right here in my head. Amen. I said Amen. Now, this is how you get to write your vision. Are you still learning? Yes. Write down ten things that you, you believe God wants to become in the future. Write them down, all the ten. Okay? Then you've, you take your time to merge the ten into one thing. One theme that covers all the ten things. Hello? Yeah. Ten things that you believe God wants you to become. So you're not just getting up and writing. It is something you are convinced God wants you to become. That is, after you've prayed, saw the face of God, you are writing down things. Amen. 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 Because when you have that, it governs your life, it directs your life. It's, it's wonderful. It makes your life very purposeful. Write your vision. Number two, follow God's direction one step at a time. Amen. When you receive a vision from God, if the vision is coming from God, the direction must come from God on how to make it happen. You don't just get up. You know the mistake many people do, they see a vision, then they get up and they want to make it happen by themselves. And they make a lot of mistakes. If God showed you something, follow his direction. Amen. Follow his direction. His direction, for example, will help you know the timing. You can do the right thing at the wrong time and fail. And people say, oh, God didn't talk to him. God did talk. He missed the time. He missed the time. So, direction. Follow God's direction. Amen. Right, next. Plan your life in line with your vision. Plan your life. We'll look at planning when when we study personal management. All right? Plan your life. Plan your life life without a plan is bound to fail next one allow god to prepare you for the vision this will take me an hour to talk about amen every vision requires preparation without adequate preparation the vision can become hindered hallelujah allow god to prepare you for the vision next one acquire relevant knowledge if your vision is to become an outstanding lawyer, you can't become that without going to the law school. Amen. And after you are graduated from the law school, you have a certificate, you still need to write a professional certificate, a professional exams. When you pass, then they say you are now a lawyer. Hallelujah. Knowledge. Relevant knowledge. Amen. Develop strategic relationship that enhance your vision. If you have a vision, you know you can work with everybody. We'll, we'll study power relationships this month. So we'll look at the importance of relationship. Iron sharpened iron. So a man sharpened the appearance and the condition of his friend. Hello? All right. Friendship is more powerful than any other level of relationship. So develop strategic relationships. And you don't make friends. You choose your friends. Hello? all You choose your friends. Trust God to bring the vision to pass. Let's close with Habakkuk chapter 2. Take me to Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. We finish writing. Stand up. And the Lord answered me. I said we should stand. And said, write the vision and make it plain on table, Tablets the first person to use a tablet the best person to manufacture a tablet was God, long before Apple and Samsung, praise the Lord Amen, <laughs> Amen. yeah God wrote the ten commandments on tablets of stone for Moses five commandments on one tablet another five on the other tablet make it plain on tablets if it was today, God would have said make it plain in your notebook because those days they write on tablets. But if you still have a tablet now, it suits you. Praise God. Make him plain on tablet that he may run. Who reads it? Every time you read your vision, you start running. That means when you get tired, you get exhausted, you get knocked down by challenges, and you know, you just you pick your book, your diary, and you read. Hallelujah. You read it and you get fired up. Vision has a way of firing you up. That he may run who reads it. Verse 3. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak. A vision that comes from God will will speak by all means. I said your vision will speak by all means. In the name of Jesus. The vision is an appointed time. If your time hasn't come, wait for it. It will come to pass. He said, and it will not lie. A vision that comes from God does not lie. People will say it's a lie. But God will prove that it's not a lie. Hallelujah. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Though it tarries, wait. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I will wait. Amen. By today's message, you can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.